1: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This
2: is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk, and um, it's uh, a blessing to have with my guests on today. You know, every time I call you know, he always say, yep, let me check the schedule. He says, I'm good, let's do it. But the reason why I have him on today, uh, especially because uh, we all know tomorrow's Christmas. Um, I know he always have a good message to give. And plus, um, his team might, that he played for, might go back into the Super Bowl. So we gotta, uh, we'll we make this show about him. We'll see what he say about his team, about the league, what's going on. But i like to introduce my guest. who have been on here before and gave a great message. Um former NFL player, Nesby Glasgow. You ready, Nesby?
3: I'm here. I'm here. Go Seahawks. Good. <laughs> how you back on,
2: there. <laughs> you are know, funny. Like, I can always, uh, I get a new phone, get the number out, find you. You're always like, hey, hey, what's up, Jay? Brother Love?
3: <laughs> well, you know, they used to call me the Energizer Bunny Rabbit. I mean, my cup's going to always be half full as opposed to half empty, man. It's just, yeah, that's just how I'm hardwired, you
2: know. Well, that's the reason why I love having you on, like, different times, you know. I love having you on um, all the time, but, you know, you always have a message. You know, we got Christmas coming up. We're going to let you give a message about that. But I definitely want to talk about, you know, what's going on in the NFL. You know, there's a lot going on. I want to get on with your Seattle Seattle thing that you're play playing for. And, uh, I mean, I just looked at, you know, at the beginning, they looked at up and down. And now they're peaking. You know, where do you see them going, and, uh, and what do you see what's
3: good about them? The Seahawks. Yes, uh, uh, they they probably have uh, overall the, the strongest mindset of uh, any t- <coughs> excuse me any team in the National Football League. Uh, when you hear those guys talk, they don't dwell on their bad plays or their bad moments. They're they're always talking about what's going to happen. What's next? You know, how are we going to get this turned around? I mean, they, they, they made so many great positive statements when uh, things weren't going well. And they said with such conviction that I knew that was part of their belief system. And, you know, the thing about it is that when you have played at, at the level they played uh, they played at, then you know you can play at that level. And so they were just kind of tweaking and trying to find, you know, exactly what was going on. And, and they got it, you know, they got it, they got it figured out. I mean, they're, they're back to, you know, one of the most, if not the most dominant, you know, team in the National Football League when you look at both sides of the ball, the quarterback. Uh, you know, everybody can always say, you know, we're the receiving core, but the receiving core, uh, they're putting up good numbers. Uh, you know, the beast is who he is. And he doesn't look, you know, like he's run out of gas and he's old and over the hill. Uh, you know, and then the backup, uh, Turner, could be a starter on a, a number of NFL teams. You know, we got a, a, a pretty solid offensive line, and we got some go-getters on the defensive line, and, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going brain there right now. Too many hits to the head, so you can quote that. Uh, but uh, the Seahawks middle linebacker, who I thought has always been underrated, uh, Bobby, uh, anyway, he's always been underrated. He's going to the Pro Bowl. You know, uh and probably the last four years at least, we've had the most dominant seven players. I'm not going to say even our starters, just the top seven players on one team. You know, if one guy goes down, another guy steps up, and he doesn't miss a beat. I mean, we've had backups get a chance to start, and their contract's up, and somebody, you know, hey, signs them because they see, you know, that these guys can play. But a lot of it has to do with the mindset that these guys have on this team. Uh, they do a great job of coaching each other, of challenging each other. I mean, I've been at practices where they didn't think practice was going good enough, and they got in a fight over it. That's how mm-hmm. serious they are. It's hilarious, you know. I mean, serious. Like, really? You know, we're not out here to waste anybody's time. You know, don't be wasting my time. You come out here and give me what you got and don't get out of here. I was like, wow, okay. That works uh-huh. for me.
2: Man, yeah, was a, a miss. Um, I was talking to you when we uh, were confirming that you come on the show. I think, it was, uh, I think it was Friday or something. I can't remember. But um, I had a best friend of mine in the car with me. And uh, he's all yeah. about football. He's a Bear fan. And um, I told him that I was speaking with you. He said, Man, I know that man. I know that Because he's all about numbers. And, you know, he's, and, uh, he, he looked you up and came. He said, Man, I remember him. And um, he just said, He followed football. And, you know, I mean, not say he followed it. He, like, to the point with numbers and what people, but he was like, uh, I remember him, and um, you were the leader on your team. You know, they looked up to you. And what I'm saying is he's a big Bears fan, and there's no leader on the Bears. Everybody looks for Cutler and all like that. Tell us how, like, I mean, like, you were your leader in your locker room and all like that. Um, Two questions. One, who do you think the leader is now in Seattle? I mean, everybody, Richard Sherman's going to go out night, Russell Wilson. No, Putin no, no, that, no,
3: no, no, no. There's no question since he's been there from day one, their leader has been Russell Wilson. You think so? I mean. Uh, the, the, Russell Wilson has the, the loudest, the greatest, the most uh, influential voice in that locker room. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Richard Sherman, uh, says a lot of things, but at the end of the day, the guy they're going to listen to is Russell Wilson. I mean, think about this. Every time sports announcers, sportscasters, you know, anybody tries to make it about him, he always makes it about his team. I mean, he's, he's endeared himself to his teammates because... You know, it's, it's not about me. It's about us. It's about we. And that's what makes the Seahawks such a great team. You know, one of the things, you know, I coach my grandson. I'm know i getting off beating Pat, but I coached my grandson's little league football team. And I told him that, you know, you guys need to always play as hard as you can, not for yourself, but for the guy next to you. And if all you guys can do that for each other, then we'll play at a high level and we'll be the best that we can be. And that's what the Seahawks are doing. You know, they're playing as hard as they can, hard as they can for the teammate next to them. They are not letting up because it's far easier for any individual to quit on himself than it is for him to quit on somebody that he re- truly respects. And he sees hustling and he sees giving everything they have that, that makes it harder on you to quit, you know, and, and, and then that becomes a part of who you are as a team, and that's where the Seahawks are right now. You know they are the most combative, tough, aggressive, hard nosed football team that's out there right now, and if things work out on Sunday, they have the best fans right now. I'm not going to say the best fans ever, but they have the best fans right now in professional sports their 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 fans travel. Like college teams, like like fans in college, you know, where, you know, they have vans and they catch planes. I mean, they always have a presence. I mean, you know, if Alabama goes to Tennessee, you're going to see half the stadium Alabama. If Tennessee comes to Alabama. Half the stadium's Tennessee. Uh, a buddy of mine called me from Washington because when the Seahawks played against the Redskins, he's like, man, look up, man, I couldn't believe the fans that were there. He said, I can understand, you know, it was from North Carolina or somewhere, you know, the Panthers, but y'all from. The other part of the country, I said, man, that's just how the Seahawks fans roll. They figure out a way to get to where their team is at. They get tickets to go to the game, and they're they're in the stadium, hollering and screaming for their team.
2: Man, I don't. I, don't want, I want to get back on track, but I have to say this. You know, then I want to go back to what you were saying. But I'm gonna throw myself off real quick. I gotta say this. Um, when I meet when I meet NFL former players, and I go to yeah. events I meet them and get them on my show. Oh. When well, I met you around the New York uh, Super Bowl, it was amazing, the energy you had. You know, it was the energy of the game and loving and respecting the game, you know? And that's why I was like, wow, uh, I got to have this guy on there. And you still talk about that energy. A lot of players, you know, when they're done playing, they don't have that energy, you know, more. You know, why is that,
3: man? Uh, you know, I think that... Sometimes, uh, you know, once you're done, a lot of times you're kind of disenchanted, you know, because most players, when they leave the game, I don't even think it's about being on the field. It's it's the whole idea of being in the locker room, being around those guys, mm-hmm. the uh, exclusivity that, you know, being a professional athlete is about, you know, you know, to a certain extent, you know, maybe not when we played, but now, you know, even the money and stuff. But, and so they, they feel a little, uh, even though you're supposed to be ready for it, they're never ready for it. Right. And, you know, I, I never made my life predicated on me being a football player. And, you know, I, I think that's what's always kept me grounded and at peace because my position was that, you know, I'm not extra special because I'm a football player. I said, I'm I'm extra special because for some reason society has put more value on what I can do as an athlete, Mm -hmm. you know, than a teacher, which, you know, I think teachers have the greatest responsibility of all because they're trying to prepare our children for tomorrow because our children are our tomorrows. But they they place so much value on sports and athletics that a lot of guys lose sight and you know, they become pompous, arrogant, and they think it's gonna last the rest of their lives. And then when it doesn't, it's a rude awakening for them. And so yeah. I don't want to talk about it, you know, because they're not being treated the way they were when they were a football player in the National Football League. Oh yeah, you right, so right about that man. So you he hear that
2: all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But uh, I, I, we're 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 going to that. Yeah, I love that, what you said. But I still got to get you on this. So I won't get it off. But most people look at, um, you know, like um, you were the leader on your team. You know, you said everybody, you know, listen to you. Everybody looks to the quarterback because they make the most money to be the leader. When they're not going to play for that guy, I mean, I want to go back to, like, the bear or Cutler. And, you know, you say Russell well, Wilson. I was
3: going to correct you is that the quarterback is not always a leader. Uh, yeah, the quarterback may be that. the face of the team, but he's not always the
2: leader. I'm just going to say, you know, I was you was going to be it, but it wasn't Randall; it was Reggie White, you know?
3: Exactly, exactly.
2: And and, and the fans the look at the quarterback should be the leader. He's the one out there calling, play, dictates, but it's not that always, and they, they got to understand that. It can be somebody else that, you know what I'm saying,
3: right? Right, Oh Always. I mean, because you're a quarterback does not mean you are going to be the leader of the team. Because, you, I mean, you, you can go from team to team. And quarterbacks typically have some leadership. But they're not necessarily at the top of the food chain in terms of how players look at them as a leader. Uh. You know, they have some say-so, but they are not the guy whose voice everybody listens to. And here's my question to you,
2: Leslie: When the team look at the quarterback to be the leader, he's not the leader. Does that mess the whole team up? I mean, look at, I mean, um, I love course. what you said about of Russell course. Wilson. I would have never thought Russell Wilson was a leader because he's so soft-spoken. You know, you wanna you look at it and you wanna see that person out there yelling on, but it's not about that. You know. No. You you look at um cutler, he don't do nothing, you know, everybody wanna be, but he can't be. You look at Des Bryant at the um Dallas is running around screaming at everybody, he's not the leader, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always that person out there screaming and yelling,
3: you know. Am I right, Nancy? Oh, no question. I mean, you know, it's not the guy out there making all the noise. I mean, that's, that's just the guy out there making all the noise. Uh, and when you look at Des Bryant, you know, you know, he's such a selfish bastard. I mean, I'm kind of like, as talented as he is, he's more disruptive because, you know, he's the type of guy that even if they win, he don't get enough touches, you know, he's going to be upset. I'm like, dude, it's about winning football games not necessarily throwing you the ball all the time. You know, I I think at times guys lose sight of football being a great team sport. You know, when you want to start talking individually, then, you know, play golf. Yeah. Run track. You know, do something that, you know, you know, become a boxer, whatever. I mean, do an individual sport, but you know, in the team sport, it's about winning and everybody has a role to play. we got to take a break. When we come back,
2: I still want to talk to you about um, your time at Seattle. uh, With Seattle, I mean, I don't think, you know... Oh, we'll talk about it. This is Jerry Love, my guest. Um, We'll be right back.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market.
1: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
2: Well, my guest, Nesby, Glasgow. You that, Do
3: You know I'm still here, baby. I'm still here. That's
2: what I'm talking about. Well, like I said, I want to make this all Seattle because uh, uh, I looked at Seattle, you know, at the first, like, ah, oh, they looked last year, and, you know, they came back. The defense was, you know, struggling at offense and lost some games, and then now they're back winning. now. Uh, mean, i seen them play the other day. They look so strong. It was unbelievable, but... And, I, and I, that's why I wanted to talk to you about leadership. You know, each team gotta have a leader. You know, it's like in a household; you gotta have
3: a leader. Either gonna be the mom or the dad. Am I right, man? Oh, no question. Maybe. I think when you look at uh, all the championship teams, they've always had great leaders.
2: But you gotta look at it. Ain't about the money, or you? You know, it's about that person making decisions um, best for the team and for the family, right? Correct. Absolutely. You know, and uh, that's why I love talking to you because, um, you know, you said when you were in Seattle, you was the leader, they looked at you, you weren't the quarterback. And I um, hear all my friends talk about the quarterback, the leader, the quarterback, the leader, you know, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, it ain't always about the quarterback, you know. It's about that person to stand up, you know. When I played the Eagles, Reggie Wright. Everybody think of Randall, well, no, it was Reggie that was the leader there that kept the locker room together, kept everybody on the field, you know, when things were going bad.
3: No, well, I, I think yeah. Well, I think people are uh, missed the point because the quarterback is naturally in a leadership role. You know, his his position calls for leadership, but he's not necessarily the team leader. Yeah,
2: yeah but if, if you look at that person the leader, they're not the leader. You know, and then things go wrong, they blame that person, right? Miss.
3: Oh, of course. Of course.
2: I mean, look at what's going on with Chicago, you know, uh, Cutler, but Cutler should be the leader of that team. Do you think he should be the leader or somebody else now?
3: I don't I don't see that being a strong suit for Cutler for some reason. I just don't see him being that guy. I don't know why, but I just don't. I don't feel it from him. I don't see it from him. Uh, you know, it's it's a situation where uh, his position is is a leadership role, but you know, when you say that, you know, because he's the quarterback, he's the team leader. I, I think that's a prime example that lets you know because you're a quarterback. You're not necessarily the team leader. Let me throw this question
2: at you. What made you think you were the leader at uh, Seattle? I mean, what put
3: you in that position, man? Uh, I think players let you know uh, how well respected you are. You know, and, you know, it's almost like when, when a leader talks, Okay, for example, when, when Reggie would talk, he had a captive audience. Nobody said nothing. Nobody joked around. Nobody did anything. Everybody listened. So that lets you know how much your teammates respect you and respect what you have to say. Right. right. So it's not anything that you can do. You don't, you don't say you're a, a leader. Your teammates let you know that you're a leader. That's true you said that,
2: because when Randall talked, everybody was talking back or something, but when Reggie talked, everybody was quiet, you know?
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
2: Exactly. They were respecting what he was saying. It wasn't about, okay, you the big name, making all the money, you know, you should be telling us, you know, show us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Did you feel like when you know um, uh, I don't know was a the leader there? Did you feel like you was above everybody, the team? Like you know, you had to be, you know, that main man to perform on the
3: field. No, I mean, I, I think you know, I, I don't think I don't think leaders ever feel that they're above anybody. I, I think you know, I mean, one of the things I wanted to always do, and one of the things you know, I just was a firm believer in was that, you know, my responsibility as a football player is to play each and every play as hard as I can. And I would always tell my guys that. And so if I wasn't out there doing that, then why am I saying it? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if you talk to my former teammates, no matter what team I've ever played for, they would say, we never had to worry about him. You know, he wasn't going to quit on us. He wasn't, you know, he was going to be out there trying to get it done. I mean, to this day, when I talk to guys I've played against, they be like, man, you never stop. You never quit, man. You know, we, you were the one guy we always had to be aware of, you know. I mean, I it's kind of, like, shocking to me. I was like, really? Wow. Okay. Hey, that's, that's, that's a little feeling, though. You know what I'm saying, man? I oh, don't know. It's a great feeling because that was something that I wanted guys to say about, say about me, you know. And, and I played on some really bad teams. But... uh you know, I, I never quit. I never gave in to my uh, situation. And, you know, I, I never allowed uh that lack of success to change the way how I approached the game and and how I went after it, you know. And, and that's another reason why there's no question I was able to play as long as I did. Yeah.
2: Well, let's go back to you know, Seattle, you know. Uh, 49ers dropped this go year. Hawks. <laughs> I can't help it. 49ers <laughs> dropped this year, had a bad year. The Rams had an off and year. Do you see that division that uh, Seattle going to win it now, you know, since they got Pete Carroll or, you know, 49ers had a problem with their coach. Uh, Arizona, you know, was there, you know, but they got a problem with uh, quarterback. And, you know, do you see Seattle now? I mean, you see different teams winning different leagues. 49 was the main team back then. You know, Dallas and all like that. Now Seattle come up now, and the Rams are do good. Do you see the NFL starting to change now?
3: The NFL changing? With, with teams as winning. Because we used to, Dallas, Pittsburgh. Oh, Florida. oh oh yeah, I mean, changing the other guards. Uh, of, of course. I mean, when you look at uh, San Fran, everybody had San Fran. Uh, I'll say probably... San Fran Seattle won two on most people's board. Mhm. And uh you know, on, on, unfortunately for San Fran, they imploded somewhat. They uh you know, uh you know, without really, you know, trying to dissect the team, they just didn't uh play at the level that they played it in the past. And uh you know, they they lost games. They 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 probably lost more games than got beat you know when you look at how they lost this last game uh you know it's like wow really you know you look at the stats and everything else but you know it's about the score so you have to score more points than your opponent and they they haven't been able to do that for a while you know they're supposed to have this staunch defense and uh all of a sudden you know they're holes in the defense uh you know, high scoring games and then they're not winning those high scoring games, so Well
2: look at look at it now when all these quarterbacks get all this big contract money,
3: what happened? They don't play up their potential. You know? You think that just Well I, I mean it's kinda fifty of fifty. I mean, you know, some guys do, some guys don't. Uh you know, I think the same same thing too is that, you know, I'm not sure if San Francisco was doing necessarily the things that were successful last year. You know, I think sometimes you try to make a guy into someone or something he's not good at. And, you know, when you have somebody like Kaepernick, you know, I mean, think about this, man, ain't nobody running him down. So, you know, he can run. Let him run. I mean, he's, That's that's the one thing with the Seahawks. They let Russell Wilson run. But you know what I've I've noticed as of late? That he is smart enough where he picks and chooses, you know, when he's going to try to run hard and get a first down or he's sliding. Now, when he first used to run, he didn't do a whole lot of sliding. He slides a whole lot more now. But, But Kaepernick is bigger, faster, and stronger than Russell Wilson. And that's the crazy part. But, you know, uh, I I think they want him to be a drop-back quarterback, and that's not who he is. That's not why he's the quarterback he is. His value is in his legs and his ability to, you know, uh, become a jackrabbit, you know, to run around for time. You know, I think the biggest difference between both guys is that Russell Wilson by far has – a greater vision down the field when he's back there running around than Kaepernick. And so he's not running to run. He's running to buy time, and he'll pick and choose when he wants to run. I think Kaepernick, you know, runs to run. Yeah, but aren't you trying to uh, save these quarterbacks with that,
2: you know, you don't want them running? So, I mean, look at RG3, you know.
3: Well, see, okay, RG3, prime example. Okay. When you are in college, you can run and get away with running. When you are in the National Football League, guys are so – it, it, it's a different level. I mean, guys are stronger. They're more physical. They hit harder. And so, I mean, you you can look at – uh Yeah, I'm going brain dead now. Uh, Anyway, but that's the biggest difference is that when you play at the National Football League level, you're playing against grown-ass men that have been, you know, imposing their will on people for a long time. If you want to try to run on those guys, they're bigger, faster, stronger, and hit harder. And you will get fumbled to death. So you have to pick and choose when you want to, you know, try to get that first down or slide and i I think Russell Wilson does by far more sliding than he used to because he gets it you know I too i you know I watch
2: Seattle, I see Russell Wilson, and there's no way they can't stop that bootleg. <laughs> is that uh, unbelievable once he faked out, he get outside you know it's
3: over with am I right man? oh okay i will give you a prime example. The touchdown that Russell Wilson scored last week, I don't know if you remember it, but on about the five-yard line, the defensive back tries to tackle him. He barely yeah. gets a hand on him. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how nimble he is. I mean, you know, he's like, uh, you know, uh, the black version of uh, Fran Tarkenton on steroids. Uh, I know a lot of you folks listen to know who Fran Tarkenton was, but he was a, a, a bad white quarterback that was one of the greatest uh, scramblers of all time. Russell Wilson has such a nice shake that, you know, you would almost think, you know, he, he was a running back at some point because for him to embarrass that defensive back like that where he barely gets a hand on him, then that means you are shaking and baking. You got you, you some swiveling in your hips. And I remember when it happened, nobody even talked about it. Like none of the sportscasters, you know, they, they didn't even say anything other than, you know, he scored the touchdown. When you start faking out DBs like that, then you 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 got you have some serious run skills, serious run skills, and and he does.
2: Man, we'll take another break. When we come back, I'm gonna throw a quarterback at you, and you said something. I want to hear your um, opinion. on What you think of that quarterback? When you said hey, it's a man's game now. This is Jay my guest. Nazzy Nazzy is going to rock and roll this year. Okay. Go okay. Eagles.
1: <laughs> Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
0: self-improvement career advice and a variety of other topics check us out today you're sure to find something of interest voice america variety talk on today's hot topics
1: are you a real sports fan get ready to talk football and anything else sports with kwame lassiter James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you, call us at 1-888-346-9144 That's 888 9144 Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com Now, back to the show This is Jesse, my guest, well Mesby Mes, you
2: there? I'm here Yes, yes, man, we had a, a good talk we were going to break, but you know, I got so much to talk to you about. We don't have a little time. But I want to throw at you that, uh, um, you said something little important to me, you know. Um, these guys come in the league as a big boy league. You know, and I want, you know, I've been warned to, you know, I've seen this guy playing college. Arrogant as hell, you know. And you, you laughed and You already know where I'm going with this. Arrogant as hell. And I just can't, I said, I can't wait to see him playing in the league. Cause you know there and we know how it is from college to the pro. Man, it's a different game. I mean, even when I was in Philly, man, quick clap, no my head, like, you can't run any college routes here. You know? No. What the hell are you doing? This ain't college, you know? And Johnny Mazzell, man, they got in there the first game. Tore
3: his ass up. Did they not not. You know what? I think that's probably what really gets a lot of guys, is that all of a sudden, you're not that dominant guy you were in college. All of a sudden, you can't get away with the plays that are the moves you're able to get away with. You can't separate the way you used to in college. I mean everybody's quick and fast in National Football League. Uh most guys are pretty smart. Uh most guys have a pretty good feel. Uh most guys, you know, don't even start or don't start watching receivers they come to line, we used to watch, you know, to see how they were doing, you know, when they break the huddle, you know, because a lot of guys, get you when know, they're going deep We you know it, you know, or, or, you know, it's just, you, 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 you try to get any edge you can and, but it's, it's just, it's so competitive. And, and I think that's where a lot of guys don't have the mental toughness to compete. Because they've always been at the top of the food chain, and if some of those guys were just uh you know not being shocked and in awe and just uh slow down a little bit and prepare themselves better, they could be at the top of the food chain you know once again, but it's such a shock to them they they awful from it you know it's just uh it's amazing how many great college athletes have gone into the National Football League. And vanished, just evaporated. Like, you know, like what happened? You know, and everybody had all these high expectations. And uh, more times, it's not. It's about a guy's expectations, or uh, him to show up and and be that outstanding football player because he was able to show up in college and be that outstanding football player. Well, you know, it's like going from high school to college it's a jump and then it's a bigger jump from college to the national football league. So, uh, and there's most guys, like I said, they just, uh, they, they, they believe they are ready or, you know, they think that they are better than the guys that are playing in NFL and they get out there and they're like, this is really tough. (laughs) Yes, it is.
2: You know, I want to stay on Johnny Mazzell, but I still want to throw names out there when you said that. Um, okay. Matt, Matt Liner, uh, Brian Bosworth, all these great players, like you said, that came in that league, tore that butt up. I mean, the lineman, um, I think that offensive lineman that went to, um, Green Bay. I'm um, ready. Yeah, I mean, all these players, um, just come in and it was different, you know, and Mazzell was running his mall, you know, and, you know, all this money. I mean, I'm happy for him that this happened because you have to go in there and you have to learn the game. You can't go in there and take youth to you college, you know. And, I, and, and that hurts me, too, you know. I want you to talk about Manziel, but talk about RG3. He got to run in the mouth, too. He had that good rookie season. But now, he's already beat just. you know.
3: You know what, though? Uh, I, 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 I'll go on the record as saying that, you know, I think he could still be a, a great player. You know, I think he's at a point now where he realizes what he can and he can't do. And, and it's not in his best interest to run around like a gazelle all the time because, you know, you'll get hurt pretty bad trying to do that. You got away with it in college, but you're not going to get away with it uh, in the National Football League. I mean, look how big and strong Cam Newton is, and look how many guys he ran over in college. He ain't trying to run a whole lot of guys over anymore. Not in National Football League. Yeah. So, so, two
2: things. Where do you think Johnny is gonna go? Is He gonna be a elite quarterback or superstar or what? Uh, or and then RG3. You know, he had the one coach, Shanahan. He said it was culture reason why he wanted, you know, now he's got his other coach, Groom, that said, hey, man, I can't coach this kid. You know, I mean, people can
3: coach. Ain't no Phil Jackson out there in football. No. I'll say, I'll go on record as saying there's still some upside to RG3. Uh, I just think that his his work ethic is too strong. And I just think that he's mentally tough enough to Go through this and come out better for it on the other side. Uh, Johnny Manziel, I don't know. I mean, you know, he's had his issues before he even came out of college. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't seem to be getting, you know, much better. It's, uh, you know, it, it's like lightning in a bottle, but, you know, uh, I, I have issues with him being consistent in the National Football League. Yes. You said he had an
2: issue. When you think Jameson Winston, Florida State quarterback, is he going to make it in the league? Or is he going to be one I'm of those guys, you know, great in college and, you know, a Manziel?
3: I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't get I didn't hear, the, I didn't hear the, the whole question. Oh, I'm sorry, I said Jameson Winston. He has problems in college and all like that. Is he going to
2: be one of these players that, you know, that's great in college and when he gets to the league is, you know, uh, Russell, Um, uh, what's the guy that went to Oakland? I can't think of
3: his name right now. Oh yeah, from LSU. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. What was his name? man? Yeah, come on, help! I can't me. remember his name. That's nice from
2: LSU. Yeah, that went to the you know all the expectations. They call back and was a big flop. You know in the NFL. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you see Jensen? You know I, I. I don't
3: know, but I, I don't I don't see either either one of the guys being a flop, you know, my, my, here's my concern with Johnny Manziel. I, I think Johnny Manziel has been immature for way too long. And, you know, and, and until he, uh, starts thinking about his future better, you know, he's, he's going to always be that it's about me, blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's, that's just how he's, he's hardwired that way. You know, he'll tell you all the things he can do, even though he hasn't done anything in the National Football League. You know, RG3, he, uh, it's not about him. I mean, you know, he'll always talk a lot about his teammates and stuff. Uh, and I just think that, you know, overall he's a better player, and I think that, you know, if he gets healthy enough, that whether it's in, with the Redskins or somewhere else, you know he 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 can be a productive quarterback in the National Football League.
2: Man, I gotta I gotta disagree. I want You might not like me, but
3: you know I listen. Look, man, listen. look. That's why like Baskin Robbins has thirty-one flavors. Man, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. well, I am on thirty-two. I am on thirty-second flavor because I listen.
2: I do too, and I'm like, we gotta stop running his mouth. Shut your mouth and play the game. Did you feel the same way? I mean, you see that? I mean. Maybe my missus is something, you know, but I see him running his mouth, you know, TV, get out of the media, you know what I'm saying, and play the you game. You
3: know, well, I, to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't paid attention to uh, what's been going on in the media with RG3, and if he has been doing that, then that's that's the wrong place for him to even be having that discussion. You know, you don't need to be getting into with the, the press or the media. <laughs> about how my plan I'm gonna show you and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Just get your mouth shut keep your mouth shut and go, you know hey, let your plan speak louder than your words. Yeah. That's always man, uh, been uh so anyway. um man. he said to make or break you.
2: You know, you get in there and you run your mouth they will break you, you know what I'm saying? Uh huh. They can make you a superstar or they can make you a biggest failure of all. Say what? They can make you a superstar in media, or they can make you
3: a failure. Am I right, man? Not oh, to a certain degree. They, they, they. I mean, they they can build a guy up or you know tear a guy down. There's no okay. question about that.
2: I mean, I, I look at um uh, Marshawn Lance. He don't like speaking to the media. They try and tear him down. He don't like speak to the media.
3: They only speak. They're like, oh, you know, you see that? Yeah, but Marshawn's a different kind of guy, man. He, I mean. <laughs> You know, he, he's one of these unique guys that, uh, he rubs everybody the wrong way. But you know what to say. At the end of the day, his teammates love him. You know, he plays, uh, hard-nosed football. So, you know, as far as you concerned, the media is not my friend. I'm not obligated to the media. I got enough money to pay the fine, so that's what I choose to do. Yes. And I think the media ought to just let him be. Well. Yeah,
2: they got to ask, you know, uh, what happened to my eagles this year? I mean, you know. You know,
3: they, they thought they had arrived before
1: <laughs>
2: they arrived.
3: <laughs> and, and uh, you know, when, when you look at what happened to them, you know, when they look at what happened to them, they're going to say to themselves that we imploded, that we had an opportunity to control our destiny, And we let it slip through our fingers. You know, we... That the month of November, December, latter part of November and December, we didn't do what was necessary for us to close the deal. And that's pretty much it. I mean, they have to look at themselves in the mirror and say, we were in the driver's seat. We were in control. And when you're in the driver's seat and you don't, you know... You don't drive white. Or you you, you cross a wreck, an accident. It's on you. Now I throw this at you. You
2: know, everything started following. Nick Foles was down. Mark Sanchez is not an NFL quarterback.
3: They can't lead a team. You agree with that? You, you know what surprised me? And I, I hate to say something negative about another player. But I remember when the Seahawks played against Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I saw fear in his eyes. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think he was ready to play against uh, his old coach, and and you know he he just wasn't. He wasn't ready. I mean, I, I could you know the eyes don't lie. Because you know even before the game started, you know I I, I told some some folks that was watching the game with me. I said he's not ready, man. He said, man look at his eyes, man. He's just he's I've seen that look before. I know when a player doesn't have the confidence that he needs to have, and that's where he's at right now. You know, I mean, I
2: mean, you know, they said that with the Jets. You know, I'm like, oh, give him time and I like that, you know, but you can't, and I tell that right now, like, man, I see it now. You can't win games really with a backup that really, you know, you got to have, I mean, it's fortunate you get a Tom Brady that came and backed up, you know, and started with it. It's very yeah. rare. Oh, but very your rare. Back, your backup do not have confidence, like you say. You're not going to win games because that quarterback got to make a play that's going to change
3: that game. And right now. Oh, no question. You know, got to be th- a, you know, a gunslinger and, and, you know, and and not just cocky, but productive. Being able to make those throws that you need to make in the National Football League because that window is is so condensed and it's so small, you know, where you could make passes in college, you know, a guy can be, you know, it can be the same separation, but guys in the NFL close so much faster. Uh, I I think that's what's shocking, you know, for quarterbacks that come to National Football League. You know, everything is faster. You know where you have to deliver the ball. That pocket is smaller because almost everybody in the NFL can recover, and and to me, that's the key to being a good. Uh, excuse me, that's one of the keys to being a good defensive back because everybody gets faked out, but you have to be able to recover and get back to the receiver by the time the ball gets there, and that's what guys do a great job of in the National Football League.
2: You know, I, uh, I, want to talk to you about this. I know when you look at film, you know, when the receiver look at film, look at DPs come out on that stand, we know it's going to be man or zone, and this. you know, uh, I heard Miami when they played the Bears, the defensive the back, they picked the ball off on huh? the go. How did you know? He said, we watched film on color. He always looked at his receiver he was going to. Yeah. When you, there you look go. at film, Ness, uh, um, what do you see? Do you, do, you know? What? When y'all look at film, when you
3: look at film, did you can you see that? Oh, you of course. You you always you, you know the guys that look where they want to throw. I mean that's that's number one. You you have receivers that when they break the huddle, if they look fifteen yards down the field, you know they're running around fifteen yards. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's what I'm saying, that you know, you don't start Looking at uh, the guy you're going to defend or, you know, the guy you're playing against, you know, when he comes to the line of scrimmage, you, you're looking at everything he's doing, even before he comes to the line of scrimmage. Because a lot of times, you know, they'll look to where they want to go or where they're trying to go. And so you, you, you have a keen sense, and it's not really a guess, but if you see him stutter, you break hard.
2: So my point I'm trying to make out for the younger people that film is important in looking at it. Am I right, now? I mean... Of course. I I was told, um, uh, when I was, you know, when you're going to do a post-corner, you know, don't bring your split in and let them know that you're going to do that post and break out to that corner, you know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. If they see you running, I mean, everything up, is want, I mean, know, you know,
3: we look at, you know, the guy breaks, you know, XYZ outside the hash. You know, we chart up, you know, what his routes are. Inside the hash, we chart what his routes are. And we play things accordingly. You know, based on formations. You know, they, they like this, 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 especially in this down situation. So, uh, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, a, it's a game of chess somewhat. You know, you, you try to counter all the different moves and stuff, and and you know, you look for consistency. And if you see teams that do things consistently all the time, then they're easy to nullify. Yeah, who's the hardest person that was hard to cover and, and, and recognize what they were running when he was playing? You know, I get asked that question, and 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 I'm going to shy away because there are so many good players. But huh. I've always felt that the the most competitive, tough guy that I played against was John Stallworth. Because he was one of the three receivers that you could never change him. I mean, you could knock the dog snot out of him. He'd say, great hit. But he'd come back at you. You know, he, he just, he was fearless. And, uh you know... He was actually just fun to play against because you knew that he was going to be competitive, you know. And he went out there talking smack, you know. He'd be laughing and stuff, you know. It, it was just, uh, yeah. I mean, he he was always upbeat, ready to play, ready to make a play.
2: Wow, I remember Star Wars too, man. Great player, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I right, throw so this at your mouth. Who's the one that talks that much, too much smack? You know, it was always, you know, somebody
3: always talks a lot, you know. I mean, you know, I have to tell you. I have to tell you. There were guys that talked a lot of smack, but I used to always block it out. You know, I I can't remember half the guys that talked a whole lot of smack. I used to laugh at them like, seriously. Like, oh, (laughs) you know, your words are supposed to scare me, really. Wow. Okay. I I laugh at him, like, are you serious? Wow, man, that is funny. Hey, um, we
2: got to go here. Um, Who you look at, you know, Super Bowl, let's go with your NFC team. You know, we looked at, um, I'm so disappointed in the Saints, you know, what's going on in that division. Somebody got to win that league with seven wins, you know. Um,
0: Oh, they're
2: going to get a home field playoff game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And, and that's sad, man, because they should look at another it. We had 10 wins. We're laughing at it, but remember when the forty nine had that one year? That I'm over there, it was like seven or six and, you know, team. Remember that year? Yeah, I did. Yeah, but um, who do you see in the NFC? Uh, give me two things you see uh, that might go to the Super Bowl. With. Well,
3: no, I, I see Seattle and Green Bay in the NFC Championship game. Okay. And, really? you know, right now, I don't see anybody in the AFC beating New England. You serious? Not Denver? Denver has been shaky. You're right. No. No. I don't but see Denver beating New England because they have to go to New England, remember? Uh, has New England have New England got to go home to New England.
2: Huh? Do New England, New England have the home field?
3: Yeah, New England has home field. throughout the playoffs.
2: Wow! Yeah, Denver. I mean, I just thought Denver would go back when they got Demarcus Ware. They just pumped up their defense because I think that
3: was their weak thing. But they also seemed mm-hmm. to be weak. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's going to be awfully tough beating New England in New England in the playoffs. So. Well, man,
2: is Christian. What does um, everybody think about their for everybody? You know, the young kids and. You
3: know your wishes for the Christmas holiday tomorrow. You know what? What I like about this month is that this is the one month where everyone tries to be right and do right for each other, and I wish they would take that mentality and have it throughout the year instead of just the month of December. Yeah, well. Yeah. Right, I mean, it's like, this is a, a lot bigger than Thanksgiving, you know that? It is, it is, it is. You know, you have everybody singing Christmas curls, you have little kids come through our neighborhood, it was a beautiful thing, you know, was like, wow. You know, uh, you go to the malls. you know, people are just upbeat. And the closer you get to Christmas, the more loving they are. But it's almost like after New Year's, they get their drink on they wake up, they watch all the games on on New Year, and then, you know, everybody's back to being an asshole. Yeah. Let's respect one another but For the month of December, oh, kumbaya.
2: Yeah, it's, like, beautiful, you know, especially with family, getting family all together, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah kumbaya. Uh, you know. Okay. All right, well, man, um, yeah, go ahead. I, I, I want to thank you again, you uh, Uh, Have a wonderful Christmas, and um, you too, Cal.
3: Thanks, Uh, man. Everybody have a wonderful, blessed uh, Christmas and Happy New Year's. And, James, I will see you down in Arizona. Yes, sir. Talk to you later. All right, thanks for having me. Bye.